the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. K show. Glad to have you all here with me to share this time with me. Super excited. It's my favorite time of the week. So thanks for everybody out there watching on Facebook Live. Uh, for some reason, the cameras turned sideways. I got DJ Carrot Sticks here. We don't know what we don't know what's going on with it. So maybe just you know lean back on your sofa, uh, and we'll you know now DJ Carrot Sticks is adjusting it. You're watching the sausage be made here on the Andrea K Show. I'm not sure if that's going to fix it. Hey, be sure to share. Yeah, it did. Thank you all for watching on Facebook Live. Uh, be sure to share the video. I'd appreciate it. Just like I appreciate you all being here. And I always appreciate sharing this time with DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> um, you know what he also needs to do? He needs to change his intro a little bit. Because when I got to the show today, he's like, oh, so you've got your new little, you know, uh, headphones, your little trim. Because he's like always mocking my big Mickey Mouse your headphones so he needs to change his intro i think to um maybe um dj um work wife nag it's dj school mom <laughs> yes dj school mom so i put it out on facebook i think it was yesterday morning i said another week finish the sentence another week another what and unanimously i would think the majority of the responses were exactly what i felt like it was another week another round of fake news media stories about trump more uh, crimes and corruption that are being exposed regarding the Obama administration and um, others within it and the DOJ being completely silent. It's another week of the Republican Party acting as nothing. These GOP established, they're nothing but hairballs clogging the drain as President Trump has been trying to do what he was elected to do by the American people and that is drain the swamp and that is to fulfill his policies agendas. It w- and, and they were really simple. And very clear. It's one of the reasons why he won. It was actually, though, the same promises that these Republicans have been making. Yet here we are another week and they haven't done anything to fulfill not just Trump's campaign promises, but theirs as well. Um, Sealing the border, keeping us safe, fulfilling the laws of the land. Uh, How about repealing Obamacare, which for seven years they said that they were going to do. How about um, tax reform, something that the Republicans said that they would do once they had the majority? You know, I, I heard yesterday on Rush Limbaugh's show, he said, you know, I hate I hate being repetitive. You hate saying the same stuff over and over again, because for one reason, you feel like your listeners are going to say, you know what, you're just phoning it in. You're not really bringing anything new to the content. But what do you do when it's the same crap over and over and over again? 
I think there was a movie starring Bill Murray. I think it was called Groundhog Day. And I never saw the movie. A lot of people loved it. I know. Work wife over there, school mom, DJ school mom is like looking at me like, what? But I think the premise of the show was it was like the same stuff happening over and over and over again. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was, it's just the same thing every day. Yeah, and that's where we're at right now. The latest thing, uh, news that broke over the weekend was, and, and I don't know whether it was fake news or not, but now the narrative is the silent coup that's going on, the plan A is to take down President Trump through uh, the special counsel Mueller, and our first guest is going to be on to talk about that. The plan B, apparently, seems pretty clear to me, is that they, the Republicans expect to be reelected in 2018. They're just going to put forth more excuses like they need 60 votes of a majority, which is a lie. So they want to run out the clock and then they wouldn't want to put somebody to uh, oppose President Trump and the primary. And I'm wondering, and I put that was the question I put out to Facebook is what will the voters do? I think if that ends up what's happening, that the GOP doesn't get anything done, they do their financial shenanigans, campaign finance crap in order to get reelected in 2018. I think they try to primary Trump in 2020, and I think they find themselves facing a third party. We're going to talk about the deep state and what's going on with that with our next guest, John Legato. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We are rolling along. So excited to have my next guest on the show with me. Before I get to him, though, i got to give a shout out to everybody watching on Facebook live and joining the conversation. Uh, hi to Richard Burton. Hi to Eric. Hi to Joe. Both Joes. It looks like i got both of my Joes on there. And uh, Joe Aiello. I can never pronounce his name right. He's got one of them good Italian names. Uh, he's going to be particularly excited with my next guest as excited as I am CV Burton he's watching as he always does hi Kathleen hi everybody out there please share the video appreciate you guys so much being here as a part of the show and I'm super excited I very rarely read a bio of a guest because I don't know how often and even as though I've had some pretty I would say some bigs on the show from Sebastian Gorka and others I think the bio of my next guest you know deserves to be read because it's longer than most people I've had on And I'm not just excited, by the way, because he's a Marine and I'm the daughter of two Marines. But John Legato, this is a man who did extraordinary things in Vietnam during the Tet Offensive. Uh, He was awarded three Purple Hearts for his service in Vietnam, in addition to other Valor Awards. He is the the American Hero Channel recently featured him in a documentary titled Against the Odds, because for 10 years he worked with developmentally disabled children uh, before joining the FBI. 
Versailles, where he infiltrated the Italian mafia and spent eight years in deep cover. Y'all know how much I love The Godfather and all things related. I was just talking recently about Scaramucci, how I thought I thought he was going to be great because he looked like he could run a family. So I'm so intrigued. Uh, the 2006 movie 10th and Wolf is loosely based on uh, his life. And uh, in 1998, John received the Attorney General's and Director's Award for Investigative Excellence. He's also the author of a new book called The Near Enemy, a, uh, a John Booker thriller. John Legato, thanks so much for being here on The Andrea K Show. Thanks for having me, and Semper Fi to your, your, your dad and grandfather, you said? Uh, my dad and my mother. Mama, yeah, Mama was a Marine. I was born at Lejeune. Well, technically, I was born at Onslow Memorial Hospital, but I was brought home to Tarawa Terrace uh, by Mama, who had received a, an honorable discharge at that point. And uh, yeah, so um, I spent I spent a good bit of my childhood at Lejeune. Unfortunately, I don't I, know. I, I, I live there now. I I, I live uh, right outside the. I can hear morning colors from Lejeune. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, I thank you so much for being here because, you know, I don't think it's almost as though all these stories about President Trump and, and all the uh, all the stories uh, uh, even um, coming out in terms of Loretta Lynch. We now know that she, you know, she used a phony email address. And, and I, don't, I don't know if there really is a Carlisle or uh, Jessica, whatever her Carlisle name was. I don't know if she actually stole somebody's identity or just crafted that name. Uh, but there's so many stories that are coming out every day. It's like shock and awe. And, and it's all meant to undermine President Trump while at the same time provide cover for those who have actually committed crimes. I think it's absolutely outrageous that we had uh, uh, Attorney General Sessions recuse himself, which gave way for this hack Bob Mueller to be appointed a special prosecutor. It is clear to me that the, it, the investigation is not based on a crime. You can tell me if I'm wrong. You're the, you're the guy who spent all these years as his investigator. But aren't special prosecutors supposed to be assigned because a crime wasn't committed that they were supposed to investigate? Now what we've got is a blank check and a blank canvas for Mueller to search and search and search until he finds a crime. Meanwhile, crimes like Hillary Clinton and her Secretary of State pay-to-play scheme, Loretta Lynch, her obstruction of justice, those aren't getting investigated at all. What do we do? Well, we punt. Uh, everything you said is true. And, and as a retired agent, like it broke my heart when you have uh, Director Comey admitting he's a leaker uh, and Director Mueller. Part of the problem, Andrea, is that when Mueller was director of the FBI, he slowly over his 12 years merged the FBI with the Department of Justice. And therefore, we lost our independence and you have uh, Director Comey. I mean, we had always been independent. We had always been an independent uh, agency, and we could investigate crime um, as we saw probable cause. But when Mueller left, we were virtually an arm of justice, and we had to get permission from the Justice Department to open cases. So we need to get the, the FBI independent again. Well, and, and, and it goes so... It, I didn't know that Mueller was responsible for that. I knew that he did participate in the scrubbing of investigations of anything related to radical Islam, which is insane because that's the enemy that we face. Instead, uh, it, it was a it was a part. I, I guess that ties into merging the FBI with a politicized Department of Justice, because under the Obama administration, you know, uh, they all wanted to make returning veterans from the Iraq war to be considered or, you know, right right wing conservatives were considered the greatest enemy threat. Oh, that in conjunction with climate change. Right. Uh, 
uh, not radical Islam. But you know, we we're finding out now that we've that Loretta Lynch not only did she use an alias to avoid FOIA request, as well as um, you know to, to collude with things like talking points with her tarmac meeting. That's not being investigated. Judicial Watch. Uh, we did not have any investigations of the Clinton Foundation and the pay to play scheme, but Judicial Watch was able to two years later after a FOIA request get four hundred emails that show there was pay to play. But we don't have a Republican Party interested at all in investigating that. Instead, what we have is we have uh, uh, Republicans as part of the deep state, Lindsey Graham, working with Democrats in order to craft legislation to keep Mueller from being fired to protect his investigation and continue to give him a Blake slate. And I don't think many people even know that that's going on. Yeah, the, the irony of that, if, if you read the, uh, the draft, it calls for a three-judge panel that if, if the president fires Mueller, that it goes before this three-judge panel for cause, if he fired him for cause. And the irony, again, is that if it does go before a three-judge panel, they will find the cause because Mueller should be fired for uh, Section D under the council mm-hmm. statute, uh, conflict of interest. I mean, him and, and Comey are good friends. Mm-hmm. It's such a blatant conflict of interest that not one Democrat has said it isn't. What they keep saying is Mueller has integrity. Well, if he had integrity, he'd recuse himself. Well, if I, Mueller... I could not... Go ahead. No, I'm saying I, I, as an FBI agent, if I got a case on my, my dear friend, um, I would recuse myself. Or maybe I wouldn't, but I would hope somebody would say, you can't be objective you can't be impartial, so we're going to take you off the case, John. Well, I, I don't know what your thoughts are about Jeff Sessions, because Sessions recused himself on the same premise, that he was too close to President Trump and had participated in the campaign, even though there, the, Sessions knew that there was no crime that was committed. Meanwhile, Mueller, who, as Diamond and Silk call him, you know, Comey's homie, he's allowed to continue this investigation. And oh, by the way, if he had any integrity, he wouldn't have amassed himself an army of Clinton donors and an attorney who participated participated in, in, in a travesty of justice against Arthur Anderson in Texas so bad that 20,000 people lost their jobs, but the Supreme Court overturned that in a unanimous verdict, but those people didn't get their jobs back. This is absolutely outrageous, and be, it, because there is so much a shock and awe of news stories every day, the, the fact that there's been a grand jury impaneled is already off the news, and when I saw that you've been involved in 40 or 50 grand juries, I thought, i got to get this guy on my show, because we've got to bring some attention to this, because this is an absolute coup that is underway to take down the president of the United States to overturn this election and the will of the people through the court system that have already been weaponized. You talk about the three judge panel. No doubt they'd be judges handpicked by Obama that would end up in front of. We now have a grand jury. We didn't get a grand jury when Hillary Clinton was under investigation after she deleted federal evidence, 30,000 emails that were under subpoena. But no, we've got a grand jury now that supposedly was um, he selected where it was going to be in D.C. versus Virginia. What do you see happening? What what do you need the listeners? What should the listeners know about this process and what they can expect given Mueller and what he's doing so far in grand juries? Well, bad stuff. Unfortunately, there's I don't think there's ever been a grand jury in panel that I know of or served on or testified that they didn't come back with an indictment. And And the reason is the process. You asked about the process. Federal grand jury has between 16 and 23 people, and they go into this room, 
And the only other two people in that room is a stenographer, a court stenographer, and the assistant United States attorney. So they don't hear the other Mm -hmm. side of the story. They just hear one side. Mm -hmm. And the only thing they can do is question, but they can only question on what they've heard. So they're going to get indictments. And my Mm -hmm. prediction is if they really go into the financial, if they start subpoenaing financial records of real estate transactions and Mm -hmm. casinos, yeah, there's going to be, you know, uh, tax uh, violations, failure to file this. And I see actually um, General Flynn get indicted, uh, mm-hmm. Manafort. Mm-hmm. They can indict Attorney General Sessions and, mm-hmm. and Kushner for not filling out the form properly, which constitutes a perjury when you get your clearance. Mm-hmm. They forgot them. But, you know, it's done all the time that. When I sold out my papers to be an FBI agent, it was like 150 pages, mm-hmm. and they would come back and said, "Hey, did, were you really in Okinawa in in 1968? Oh, it might have been 69." You know what I mean? And right. they, oh, they just yeah. let you correct it. Yeah. But they might not let them correct it. They might just indict them. Well, of course, because that's what they're looking to do here. You know, I, I, I jokingly laughed a couple of weeks ago when this thing started that, you know, Mueller, it, Mueller's going to dig and dig and dig until he finds some tax deduction that was taken without, you know, um, without the Home Depot receipt, you know, for some hand tools that were purchased. I mean, if that's what if that's what they've got to do, their plan is to capone him to get into the financial and, and find something. And it's outrageous. Yeah. It's outrageous that the Republican Party has not only gone along with this, but are actually a part of this and I and I want people to understand right now the term deep state has become such a catchphrase that that it's gotten to where um, people don't even really know what that means how do you define the deep state and who is it well I mean the deep state you know uh, Susan Rice is the deep state Loretta Lynch is the deep state the media is the deep state and the, and the problem is you actually have people when you get this image of a deep state that they're in this room plotting and there's a certain amount of that that goes on. But there, the deep state is also these unwitting surrogates, mm-hmm. uh, the media, who ha- are so ideological men that they contribute to the deep state mm-hmm. and, and just follow the leader. Right. So there's definitely a deep state. I mean, look, Susan Rice unmasked people. She's in the executive branch and uh, the White House. They are consumers of intelligence. They are not investigators. Mm-hmm. She had no reason, I'm telling you, the only uh, agencies that should have unmasked and investigated was the FBI, the CIA, and and Naval Intelligence, or I'm sorry, the DNI. Um, So it was purely for political, but where is Susan Rice? She's refusing to testify. She'll probably get a book deal. Well, what she's also uh, supposedly gotten is is a continued security clearance, which I can't understand that H.R. Uh, McMaster supposedly pushed for. And I'm scratching my head with everything I read about him, John, as to why President Trump is is not only allowing him to, to continue in, in his administration in any capacity, but is actually defending him and allowing him to purge the National Security Council in 30 seconds. What can you what are your thoughts on that? Well, the whole thing, if I was President Trump, I would fire Muir and Democrats have a hissy fit for a few weeks. But I would keep the special counsel. Okay. And and that does it gives him cover. And if you get some impartial special counsel, they won't find anything. Or if they do find something that, you know, it, it, it won't be serious. It'll just be procedural stuff. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't fire the special counsel, the next 
three and a half years are going to be torture. Nothing's going to get done. And there will be indictments. Well, and I, I there was a, a few Republicans that came forth and saying that they wanted a special counsel to investigate Hillary Clinton. I don't care how bad it looks politically or what the media wants to do. I think that is absolutely important because I think that that could actually shift the tide. I thought it was a mistake that President Trump said in an interview immediately after he won the election that he didn't want to hurt Hillary. He was ready to let things go and be bygones. And I think that was a mistake. I think it, it I think it was a sign of weakness. And they sent it basically to me. It was giving the bullies the lunch money. And I think he should have been aggressive from day one, uh, getting rid of every Obama holdover. Uh, he should have I would have gotten rid of Sessions the minute he recused himself and not even continued with the process. And I would have and I would have had an AG in place that was already investigating Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, I, I, I 30 more seconds. I lied there. Tell everybody a little bit about your book and how they can find it. Uh, the Near Enemy. Uh, John uh, the Booker, Near Enemy. Yeah about lone wolf terrorists, but what it's about is what we just discussed. It's about a group of FBI agents that are trying to track down lone wolf terrorists, and the government just puts these obstructions. Like, uh, a true story, President Obama has a restriction on FBI agents monitoring and surveilling mosques. Um, So they just disregard all the executive orders and policies, and they do what they have to do. They go off the books a little bit, and they, they catch. We can mitigate lone wolf terrorism by 70% if the government just would get out of our way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know if you're familiar with Philip Haney and the story that he told about how he actually believes that he could have stopped the San Bernardino terrorist attack because of, of the connections he, he was making, connecting all the dots with the different terrorist organizations that having infiltrated the various mosques in the country. And he was pulled off of it, and all of his records were destroyed. So, uh, John- yeah, I mean, example after example is in the yes. near enemy of that. The Boston Marathon bombing could have been prevented. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, I, I guess the FBI was told that these guys went to terrorist training camps and, and the Russians said, hey, you know, they're on our terrorist watch list. They should be on yours. And the FBI didn't do anything. And gee, who was in charge of that? Oh, yeah. Comey. Right. How can people? Uh, yeah. yeah. How can people find your book? Uh, Amazon, Simon and Schuster, Barnes and Noble. Uh, yeah, the near enemy. And my, my last name is L I G A T O, and Semper Fi to your mom and dad. Well, thank you so much. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, you, um, uh, I appreciate it, and I will pass that along to Mama. And um, thank you for your service. Anytime, Andrea. All right, have a great day. <laughs> Thank you, you so too. much. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye now. All right. We're going to shift gears and we come back. It's time. We're going to pick up actually this conversation about radical Islam on the other side of the break because I've got a lady at the forefront, the leading grassroots organization to stop the infiltration, the Islamization of America, and to help us fight this war on terror. It's none other than Brigitte Gabriel. Coming right back. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a 
a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We are rolling along here, and I'm happy to say the Facebook live chat is rolling along. Uh, my last guest, I think, really got people going, former um, FBI and DOJ investigator, as well as hero, Vietnam War hero. And a guy had a movie made about him, and he's still he's still out there working on behalf of the American people, teaching classes on counterterrorism at, at my old stomping grounds, Camp Lejeune. And now joining me next is is fan favorite. The first time she was on the Andrea K show, t- speaking of responses, people just went crazy for her um, because she speaks the absolute truth better than anybody out there in the media today, start to finish. Nobody has taken her place in terms of speaking the truth about the, the enemy that we face, which is radical Islam. She actually has a, a big event coming up that I definitely want everybody to know about. Joining me now is none other than Brigitte Gabriel, president of actforamerica.org and author of They Must Be Stopped. Hey, Brigitte, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you, Andrea. I'm delighted to be back with you. Okay, well, um, you guys have an event that is coming up this on Saturday, September 9th, and it's called the America First Rally. And, I mean, everybody, longtime listeners of the Andrea K. Show know all about your organization, but I want, for those who don't know or might be new to listening to the show, um, you are the largest, Act for America is the largest grassroots organization uh, that supports common sense national defense, when it, particularly when it comes to radical Islam. You guys have been uh, really uh, involved in um, putting forth legislation, like wanting to have Muslim Brotherhood declared as a terrorist organization and others. But if you could tell people a little bit about your organization for those who don't know. Thank you, Andrea. We are Act for America, the largest national security grassroots organization in the United States. Uh, we are the NRA of national security. We have 750,000 members almost getting close to the million and we have passed 100 bills nationwide relating to national security on the federal level and on the state level so we are all about national security and protecting America and protecting America's interest and the lives of the American people and we started after September 11th as a response because we wanted to make sure that America wakes up and do everything we can to protect the country and I'm so excited to tell you that these rallies we are having, we're having America First Rally nationwide the weekend of September 11th. Uh, actually, it's on Saturday, September 9th, because we want everybody to be off work. We want them to show up and bring their American flags. And it's basically a rally to celebrate America's exceptionalism, to celebrate our patriotism, to remember those victims of terrorist attacks on American soil, especially those who died on September 11th, and to also send 
a very strong message to our elected officials on Capitol Hill that we do stand behind President Trump's mm -hmm. national security policies. We want to make sure we have secure borders. We do not want criminals breaking the law, getting into our country through the border. We want extreme vetting for refugees coming to the country. We want to respect law and order. We want our police, we want to honor our police, our military, and those who put their lives on the line to protect us, as well as designate the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization. I, so for those who are listening to us right now, I encourage you to go to our website, actforamerica.org, click on America First. And if you wish to organize a rally in your community, no matter where you are listening to us right now, on the radio or on the internet, if you want to organize a rally, sign up on America First, go to actforamerica.org and join us. Well, I'm so glad you're doing this. And now this isn't the first time that you guys have done rallies. You did some rallies recently. In fact, I found myself on Mondays, I go on One America News, and I ended up in a debate about it because the, the Democrats said that your organization is a hate organization, that you're racist against, uh, you know, Islam, you know, all the typical identity politics crap that they try to use to try to shout down the truth about the enemy that we face with radical Islam. It is not hate uh, to want to protect America because it's like you said, I actually was at your, your conference last year in D.C. It was absolutely amazing. Unbelievable amount of patriots that are there all across America. Don't listen to the left. There are Americans. I, I, you know, my listeners know how much the average American cares about security. And, you know, they are the left is scared of your organization because they know that what you speak is the truth and they know that that these rallies will have a, a, an impact. And so I'm so glad you're doing this. Uh, you know, if, well, Andrea, when people cannot win the argument based on facts, mm -hmm. all they can do is result to calling names. That's why when you hear the left screaming, Islamophobia, racism, yeah. xenophobes, this, that, and the other, it's because they cannot argue the facts with you. We know our facts. Since when did love of country become anonymous with racism? Since when standing up to securing our border makes us inhumane because we do not care about people? I mean, you cannot walk into any other country without even getting a visa. Can you go right now to any other country without getting uh, a certain countries without getting a visa and telling people how long you're going to be in the country and when you're going to leave? Can you just right now as an American show up in Paris and just linger there for years and do anything you want without that, that, that Parisian government, the French government, mm -hmm. stamping your passport, asking you how long you're going to be here, where are you staying, when are you going to leave, and if you don't leave on time, they're going to hunt you down and deport you. That's yeah. what countries do and that's what we need to do in our own country to protect Americans and America's interests. This is why we titled the these rallies, America first. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure elected officials understand that the American public who loves our country, we are sick and tired of members of Congress talking past each other, not getting anything done, not serving the American public that elected them. We want them to understand that America comes first. Their duty is to the American public and to America, our nation, and not to the rest of the world. Absolutely. And I'm really glad you're doing this around September 11th because I've done every year I, I got increasingly frustrated because you know after September 11th it was hashtag never forget well we really have forgotten we certainly have forgotten those people who yep. died that day when we are at a point to where you can't even speak out against the enemy that took down those twin towers and killed thousands of Americans without being called a name that's how far we've gone from forgetting when we actually have Linda Sarsour on the day of, inaug uh, of the inauguration being put forth as a leader of a women's movement and what she's pushing for is Sharia law, which subjugates little girls.
girls into being uh, having their genitals cut off with a rusty knife and then being being sent off to be a bride. We have honor killings in this country. We have women being subjugated and oppressed. Uh, and, and that's what the left in this country is trying to push on us and tell us if we don't want to go for it, that something's wrong with us and we're racist and we're bigots. That's how far we've gone. That's how much we've forgotten what this fight is all about. And God bless you for doing this. I have to ask you, though, because President Trump was elected to do everything that you've talked about. And we support President Trump. But I'm really concerned with this H.R. McMaster in terms of who he really is and what he's about and some of the reports that I'm reading. I am reading that he is refusing to declassify a document that shows the extent of which the Obama administration had ties to the Muslim Brotherhood. Is there anything that you, you want to speak about with about McMaster? Well, we are very concerned, just like everybody else who cares about national security. Those people who elected President Trump and trusted that President Trump will do everything he can to protect the country, and he did. He is appointing mm-hmm. generals. He is making sure. He is following through on his words. But what we are concerned about is right now we have in McMaster someone who does not agree with mm-hmm. the president on most issues relating to national security. So we are waiting and seeing what's going to happen. I know there's a lot of organizations like the Organization of America yesterday came out with a report that they want an open investigation as to where does McMaster stand on different issues. So we will see what's going to come out because you know what? The truth will come out sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And I am sure and confident that President Trump will do the right decision at the right time to make sure he follows through on serving the country and protecting the country. Absolutely. I, I truly believe that he is committed to all the promises that he made on the campaign trail. And I recognize that he's facing two opposition parties and it must be incredibly difficult for him to know, you know, from one moment to the next, who truly is a friend and who is a foe. And so I realize that it's difficult for him. Um, and and I do trust that he will he will be able to decipher um, who he really needs to keep amongst him and who he needs to get rid of. I mean, it's challenging because Obama did everything he could to purge the top brass of the military of anybody uh, that did take a, a, a tough stance on radical Islam. And so there's not a whole lot of good generals left, you know, that were conservative. So but I do have have trust in, in President Trump, um, but we need to continue to to push forth for this. Uh, again, yes, exactly. Uh, it is yeah. so important for people to make their voice heard. Mm-hmm. Make a phone call to the White House. Let them know that you are concerned about McMaster. Uh, go to our website, actforamerica.org and join us. Just today, we just sent an email uh, about what you can do during August where Congress is in recession, where Congress and members of Congress are back in their local community. No your power when it comes to members of Congress. Go to our website actforamerica.org. If you were signed up to our emails, you would have received this email today. So don't miss out on more emails. All of you listening to us right now, go to actforamerica.org. Join us. Become a voice affecting your community. We have got to organize as Mm -hmm. much as the left is organizing and we at Act for America are empowering people left and right. So go actforamerica.org. Sign up. Uh, Also sign up for the rally. Check us out, check the rally page. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want organizers nationwide. If you wish to organize a rally in San Diego, email us. Let's work together. Let's make sure we have massive rallies nationwide the date of September 11th, on that weekend, on Saturday, September 9th. All right, Brigitte Gabriel, thank you so much for being here. God bless you for all the work that you're doing to keep us safe. And, and thank you so much for your organization. Hope you come thank back. Thank you, my soon. friend. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. 
Woo! I mean, Facebook is just absolutely loving Brigitte Gabriel. She is. Somebody said she's a bad A-double-S-S, and she is. That's one hot witch, and I just love absolutely what she's doing. Hey, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears. We're going to get into a little bit of pop culture, because there's lots happening in that end. And then towards the end of the show, it's awards time. It's going to be time for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home. A home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Got to say hi to as many people as I can see on Facebook because for some reason it doesn't show me. It doesn't scroll with everybody. Got to say hi to Ami, Butch Owens, my girl Jan Lucker Harrington, Delta Zeta, sister of mine. Glad to see everybody out there. Um, Brigitte Gabriel is absolutely amazing. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get involved and see what I can do uh, to get involved in a rally here in San Diego because the rallies that they had last time absolutely got a lot of attention. And this is the kind of thing that left us really well. They organize. They scream. They shout. The greasy wheel gets uh, the squeak. What's the old say? DJ Schoolmarm. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. The squeaky wheel gets the re- grease. Let's be. Let's be squeaky. I should I should know that because I'm all about my grease. I keep my I keep a, a tub of bacon fat next to my stove. So every time I cook a meal, you know, I got my grease right there ahead of me. Uh, speaking of hot liquid, really, that's a really bad transition here. Did you guys know? I don't know if you knew this, DJ Carrot Sticks, um, but London, uh, among other um, titles and among other accolades, is now the acid attack capital of the world. So go to London, get run over on the London Bridge and get some acid thrown in your face. Not exactly a chamber of commerce uh, sales pitch, but that's what's going on over there. And guess what? I should have asked Brigitte Gabriel about this, but I had to let her go. Guess what is, you know, the common thing among these acid attacks? Can you figure it out? Not really. women. Yeah, uh, well, the the victims are women, um, but guess who the perpetrators are? See, this wouldn't this wouldn't be really a good final an- uh, question on the Get Jeopardy game show because it's kind of obvious. It's immigrants in the UK. Yeah, this kind of really cool attack on women is the kind of thing that happens in Muslim countries. 
And that's the kind of thing that's going to happen here if we don't stop. It it is not just about terrorism in the form of San Bernardino or terrorism in the form of jets being flown into towers. It's also a cultural issue because what this is about, this is about control. This is about particularly against women. This is what I was talking about that is so absolutely outrageous and galling to me that the party of the left, including that hate Catherine Heldman, who came out against Eric Boulding, Where has she come out against Linda Sarsour and those on the left that support Sharia that ends up throwing acid in a woman's face because she dared what to pick up a book or maybe she didn't have that dinner prepared on time for that Muslim husband of hers or whatever the excuse is that they use to subjugate women. No, Carolyn Heldman is obsessed right now with the fact that Eric Boulding said at one point that when that let boys be boys and girls be girls. Or maybe he said something so outrageous of, oh, you're, you know, Doc, you're, you're smart and you're beautiful and you're wrong. Oh my gosh, he said that twice to her. We got to have him strung up. Meanwhile, you hear nothing from her or anybody that she's in, any organization she's involved in. Oh, the Gina Davis School of Gender Studies. This is a woman. You know what? I'm starting to get really outraged because I've been biting my tongue for two days. This is a woman up at CNN International who told me in the green room that I'm sexist because I didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton. No, maybe I didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton because she's been a part of the Clinton Foundation and has perpetrated nothing but crimes all over the world with the Clinton Foundation. Maybe I didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton because she participated in Americans being 30 Americans being attacked and four died and then went around and lied into the eyes of the mothers of those victims that she could have saved but she didn't because she was more concerned with saving herself Carolyn Heldman is like everyone on the rest on the left it's all about their agenda all about victimhood you are guilty of um, if you're a conservative woman like me, I'm guilty of being sexist because there can't be any there can't be any valid reason for me to do something different than what she thinks I should be doing. To the liberal women feminazis, every conservative man is guilty of being sexist and gender discriminate a gender discriminator simply because they hold conservative views. That's what this is about. This is about the takedown of conservatives. It's about control. It's tyranny. And uh, I ended up at the end of my time with her. It, it got so ugly in the green room with this one that, that the producers were coming coming out. I ended up having to do what I could do to keep peace. I actually ended up that evening on kind of fairly decent terms with her as I walked out. And we've texted a few times since. But, you know, reading this that her, you know, her and she told me that, you know, she took a lot of pride uh, in the restroom on the way out and that, that she helped take down Bill O'Reilly. I said here on the show that I felt that Bill O'Reilly participated in his own demise because a lot of stuff that he did, uh, he shouldn't have been doing. But this stuff against Eric Bowling. I feel like she did the same thing to me. It was reach a judgment about me simply because through her own hatred and her own intolerance of any other viewpoint, she had to label me as sexist. And that's the same exact thing that she's done to Eric Bowling. Shame on her and shame on the left that cares more about taking down a man for, for being a host and saying something she didn't. And oh, by the way, Carolyn, oh, you didn't like his texting you. How did he get your phone number? Why did he have your phone number? He didn't have any means to be a sexual harasser to you because that has to involve somebody with power over you like an employer. But why did you why did you give him your phone number? Why did you take a tour of his office? What was that all about? If he was so offensive to you, doesn't make sense because it's not about anything rational. It's about a takedown of conservative. Anyway. It's about a cultural Marxist play, just like all this transgender stuff that I've talked about. Recently, I talked about that TV show Jazz. 
come to find out, I was outraged because this this child who says at a very young age, the age of being a toddler, that, you know, it was a boy said he felt like he should be a girl. And the parents said, okay, we're we're then we're going to put you on very aggressive hormone treatments and prevent nature from taking place, prevent uh, the hormones uh, to 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 um, and puberty to take place. Forever altering this person. We do not allow children in this country to drink alcohol, to consent to sex with adults, to vote, to, you know, get a weapon. But we're letting three and four year olds make life altering permanent changes in their life. Come to find out that article sent my way. This is be, this is like a big thing here. We, there's actually a camp. Did you know this DJ carrot sticks? There is a camp in San Francisco with where parents are bringing their four year olds there. And it's all about a transgender camp to start the process of transitioning as young as four years old. That is absolutely outrageous. There was a, there was a couple in San Francisco that actually have an 11 year old that um, began the process similar to jazz began the process of transforming this child at the age of eight. I am living proof of why you should not do that. I was that child who thought that I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. Thank goodness. Thank God this was not at the time in which parents, my my parents wouldn't have done it anyway. But, you know, I, I'm lucky that, that I was not forced to transition from a girl into a man. Because let me tell you, there's no such thing. I could have had my my breast lopped off at some point and some extra skin added. It would not have changed who I was. I'm just grateful that this didn't happen to me. This is child abuse and we need to stop it. And, and you know, we need to start raising our voices about this. I didn't know this transgender camp, uh, which has um, somewhere of 60 kids already enrolled in it, as young as the age of eight, is happening up in San Francisco. There was a parent. We need, to, we need to have legislation that protects children from parents deciding to do this to their children. If you cannot consent at the age of three to have sex with an adult, then you cannot consent, should not be allowed to consent at the age of three to have your entire sex and gender changed at the will of your parents. I'm not going to draw the analogy like somebody who wrote the article about these, this, uh, this lesbian couple who adopted this child, who did this to, the, to this child. I'm not going to say that it's akin to the Nazi experiments. But what this is, is this is people perpetrating their political agenda on children and it needs to stop. And I'm looking, I'm going to have, I'm going to invite some legislators on my show. I'm going to invite Congressman Daryl Issa to come on to talk about introducing some legislation for this. I don't know why this hasn't happened already. If you reach, if, if you are a child like I was and you think that the mistake was made naturally and you were really a boy trapped in a girl's body or vice versa and nature takes its course and you still get to the age of 18 or 19 and you think a mistake was made and you want to, you know, have that and you want to go through the process, fine. I wouldn't judge you for that. I was that kid. But I would say that should be a choice that you make once you're an adult and the taxpayer should never pay for it. Uh, speaking of pushing propaganda. Uh, also in the news today, by the way, if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. Also in the news today is the, a climate change report was leaked to the media. Another leak. This one, you know, the left just seems to think is just it's just monumental that I guess some clients climate study of Obama holdovers trying to stop President Trump from pulling out of the Paris Accord was leaked today. Hey, you know what? Nobody cares in America right now, except you, you far left loonies trying to control America and trying to tell us that we, we shouldn't be allowed to drive cars anymore and we shouldn't be allowed to set a thermostat below 80 degrees. You know why we know Americans don't care about this? Because all the predictions that Americans did get scared over. They got put in a panic over that were part of Al Gore and his inconvenient truth years ago. None of it happened. 
According to these climate geniuses, Manhattan was supposed to be underwater by 2012. It's like my sister joked the other day. She's like, hey, wait a second. Weren't all people in Manhattan supposed to be scuba diving to work? Yeah. And you know what? It didn't happen. So Al Gore's movie, because the inconvenient truth was it was a bunch of hokum, the inconvenient sequel came out. Guess how many people saw it, DJ Carrot Sticks? hundred. Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. I think I had more people in my house watching the Saints win the Super Bowl back in 2009. Sure. The Super Bowl is the number one watch thing in the country. Yeah. Uh, that's my way to segue, though, into the NFL. Um, I kind of stopped watching. Uh, um, I stopped watching the NFL last season because, I mean, it, it, even prior to Kaepernick, I, the NFL had become and ESPN had become so politicized. And let me tell you, for those who don't know, I used to be like so obsessed with the NFL. I started every morning, not with news programs, but with ESPN. That was with my coffee. I was obsessed year round. I knew all the draft choices. I mean, I was like obsessed with the NFL. And then little by little, uh, the organization and the teams, it just had become so politicized. It was all about money. And then enter Kaepernick, who was allowed to disrespect our country, disrespect our military by taking a knee. Fast forward, dude ends up one in 10 in the season, gets kicked because as much as the NFL likes to talk about, you know, or, or be politicized, it's still a business. OK, and they still want to win some games. So he gets cut. All these people start getting upset because he doesn't find he doesn't have a home. Right. And there's this big boycott that Kaepernick supporters or, you know, that the NFL doesn't because now he's a victim. Right. Uh, for his politics, kind of like the whole Carolyn Heldman thing. So then they decide they're going to boycott if no NFL team picks them up. And then somebody reported, I can't find my article, reported and said, hey, not so fast. Come to find out what Kaepernick's not telling everybody is that he actually turned down a contract. I think it was the Tennessee Titans. Now, okay, nobody's like really excited to play for Tennessee, but I think that might have been the team that tried to sign him. And he turned it down because he didn't want to be no backup quarterback. Okay, because even though he's one in 10 and he, you know, couldn't basically complete a pass or whatever led to them being one in 10, he still thinks he should be numero uno. Um, But he tried to hide it because what he was trying to do was do a bitty war. Meanwhile, uh, the liberal left tried to turn him into some kind of victim and hero, and he's really a victim of his own obnoxiousness. Okay, this was the dude that was kissing his, his biceps when he would end up in the end zone. Okay, so I don't know. Are you going to watch the NFL? No, just because, you know, they stabbed me in the heart taking the Chargers away from us, so I just, I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw your video where you burned or you threw away all your Chargers yeah. stuff. on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just terrible for 56 years. My, I'm a third generation San Diego native. My grandpa used to go to the games with my dad at Balboa Stadium. Yeah. My sister named her dog after one of the wide receivers. It was Which a huge one? thing. You, what's, Which one? Uh, Eric Parker. Oh. Her name's Parker. And so, you know, you'd see all these commercials. Oh, show your team pride and team colors, this and that. And they just don't care. The only color they care about is green, making money. So they took our team away from San Diego, moved up to our rival city, L.A. And people that can't understand, they go, oh, you're not you're not a real true fan. Of, could you imagine if a team from Boston went to New York Ooh. and it asking a Boston native to root for that team? It would never happen. Oh, suki suki. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. So then you got this big, you know, so then why do they expect us to care so much about LT? 
you know, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. The guy actually who wouldn't play in a playoff game because his hip was hurting or what his knee. I don't remember what year that was. And then he skips off to New York and bags the team. You know what? I don't care about you, LT. And then he gets up there and, and has to try to give some political speech. You know what? I used to be a big fan of yours, LT. Now you're no better to me than the original LT. Okay. You remember the original Lawrence LT? Taylor. Yeah. yeah, Lawrence Taylor. You're no better to me. In fact, I still I like the original LT better than LaDainian Tomlinson. Well, I, I liked cool. LT all the way up into the point like uh, a couple months ago where he actually got hired on to the LA Chargers as special assistant, which is just a big PR move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, skedaddle Chargers. Uh, we need to come up with a goodbye song for the Chargers. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We got more on the other side. Hey, did y'all hear? Uh, uh, you know, speaking of new job assignments, I think Hillary may not, may not have a new job coming up. So don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming right back up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. So glad to have everybody watching on Facebook Live. I'm loving the comments. I wish I had time to read all of them. Um, it, and Facebook Live doesn't make it that easy to kind of read the questions as as they are coming about uh, for me. Um, Got to read a couple here. Ann Burris is watching from Cambridge, Ohio. Shout out to Ohio, babies. Um, Zell Mitzel says the American College of Pediatrics uh, reaches a decision. Transgenderism of, of children is child abuse. I agree. Let children be children. And then when they become adults, like to make whatever decision uh, they want to do. Uh, Lindsay Huggins says, amen, girl, preach. I'm doing my best. Speaking of preaching, did y'all hear that Hillary, she's looking for a new gig. Okay, you know, this is a woman, I guess, because she did her best to go around and preach on the campaign trail to us about how deplorable we all were. She's decided maybe or at least she's hinting around that her new gig might need to be behind the podium on a Sunday in a sanctuary giving a sermon. But I I think we kind of all heard her do that before, didn't we? I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far. exercising them demons down there in that church, in that southern church. I had to get out my white hanky and wave it, because that's what we do down in New Orleans when we're feeling it, baby. We wave our white hanky. Are you kidding me? This is, You know what? I, if Saturday Night Live actually has any juice left in them to actually produce any real comedy... That woman, that actress, and the, the comedy gal who who did her, who mocked her during the campaign, would come out and mock Hillary Clinton and do 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 a preaching sermon, kind of like what they used to do in Living Color when they used to make fun of Farrakhan and Jesse Jackson Jr. back back when back when uh, comedians actually you know did good ca- comedy and actually rail on everybody. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, 
Now I got to transition back from not funny into something very serious. I got to spend a few minutes on talking about Obamacare. Uh, we also in the news today is we've got another insurance provider pulling out of the exchanges in Nevada. It is crumbling. It has been crumbling. I encourage everybody to you know Brigitte Gabriel is right. We need to be on the phone putting the pressure onto all of our legislators. The Republican Party who ran for seven years on repeal didn't do their jobs. The worst of the worst was John McCain. I encourage everybody to go to the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. They have an amazing white paper that they drafted years ago that has to do with free market solutions for everybody. I've had Dr. Jane Orient on my show. Uh, She's written another article that has to do with John McCain. outing him for the phony big government insurance crony that he is and crony capitalism. That's why these GOP E never really believed in repeal, don't really care about anything but propping up Obamacare because they are all about big government control and big pharma and um, that's what it's really about and we need to put pressure on them for that. Shame on them and you know, the good news is is if Obamacare completely collapses and the regulations, uh, President Trump has already pulled the individual mandate. What he should do on his own, and Dr. Jane Orient was one of the ones to mention this, he needs to wipe away all the executive orders that Obama did, all the regulations, particularly the ones that restrict what types of insurance policies that the insurance companies can provide. They do that, and then that will solve almost everything because I think 85 or 90% of Americans don't have pre-existing conditions. Got to get to my awards for the week. My hero of the week is none other than Stephen Miller, who took down that Jim Acosta from CNN, you know, it's bad enough that CNN handed debate questions behind the scenes to Hillary in the campaign, but now they've just decided to come out and just join the debate flat out in the middle of a White House press conference. And Stephen Miller shot that man down and I think finally put the death knell into that dude. My stink of the week is none other than Carolyn Hellman, who I talked about earlier in the show, who is the worst of the worst because she is a woman who masquerades as though she cares about women and women's rights when what she really cares about is tyranny and control of everybody. It's nothing but a liberal shakedown. Because if she cared about women, she would care about what the Muslims are trying to do in terms of the creeping Sharia in this country that subjugates women. Shame on you, Carolyn Heldman. This is the Andrea K. Show. Thanks so much for everybody for watching. Thanks to everybody on Facebook Live. Please uh, share the video and I love you all. Have a great night. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.